Side Pocket. Chalk up your cue stick and rack up those balls. Now get ready, get set, break. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And I'm Sean. And the three of us, uh, though you guys may not know it, it's been a while. Here we are. Yes. We're caught up. It's been a whole seven days. Yeah, a whole <laughs> yeah. seven days, and we're, we're all good. But you know who's not good with us? Uh, who? The, some of the listeners. They, they left some mail oh. uh, that we have to answer to. So for the first time ever, we All have right. a little bit of uh, listener Uh-oh. mail though, right. of just some general thoughts that I thought we'd do before we go into the normal episode. Like, cool am I going to be hurt by these things? No, 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 most of them are actually just thoughts. Okay. Like, like just about, not even about nostalgia. Just yeah, yeah, just about thoughts. like, yeah, shower thoughts, yeah. if you will. Okay. You know, things okay. that happen in their daily yeah. life what and they're they seeking advice. Dinner? Yeah. yeah, this is I'm like ready. the, the Maury slash Jerry Springer segment of the show. I All can't right. wait. No, it's not. Uh, no. Okay, this is actually just thoughts on video games that we've talked about recently. Uh, we have Chris Logel first. Uh, and sorry if I butcher anyone's last names here. I'm just saying them as they appear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris writes, I can only get to the final battle with Jaws using my rapid fire controller. The final battle is the most frustrating and I have never managed to complete it. Thoughts? I I mean like it's it's ridiculous. It's it's not a very good it's not a very good final battle. It it's hard to do that. I understand. Your pain is heard. It is tough. So it, I I'm trying to remember you have to you have to build up your your power, your power essentially. So I wonder I wonder if, if it wasn't yeah, how done. much power there is cuz even with a lot of power it's tough. I think it goes up to nine? 7 or 9. I yeah, think it's 7 nine. or 9 and from what I remember I actually did do a test of like how many shots does it take? For a level one power to defeat Jaws, and the answer I got with a rapid fire controller was that you can't do it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, because never like, times out. Before yeah, you'll you never be able to finish him off, yeah. and he will re- he'll like Regenerate. restore enough yeah. health. Oh right, that's right. That it restores his health. Too. Yeah. So I definitely understand the it's frustration there, but I do think like you know that's the grindy part of the game that we kind of complained about that there mm-hmm. wasn't more to do with the ports and stuff like that. All right, then we have Chris Stenshall, who writes, Karate Kid is brutally frustrating. Jaws and Goonies are still fun to play, but that might be because I had them both as a kid. I, I 100% agree that Karate Kid is brutally frustrating. I was, I felt like I, need, I needed to punish myself to get through that game. I, it was... It was the only thing I could do in that game was kick. Yeah. Uh, anything else, I couldn't make contact. Yeah, it was just things, a, would, things would just come out of nowhere, hit you, and you you really didn't have a lot of like, just an exercise control. in jank. Yeah. yeah. And and how do you feel about like nostalgia with games that, as you're a kid? Like, have you ever gone back to a game and said like, "Wow, this stinks," or do you still like like it just because you liked it so much when Nin- you were a kid? 1942. I liked when I was a kid. Okay. And now I went back and I was like, "This is horrible." I remember uh, loving the original Twisted Metal, and then I went back and played Twisted Metal. Um, and I couldn't understand what was happening. I couldn't understand how to control the cars anymore. It was a mess. It, it, yes, it operates at like too. 12 frames per second. I don't know yeah. how I could do that. I wasn't crazy about it. I remember playing it as a kid, but when I went back to it, I was like, what, yeah. what are the controls of this game? <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the original Star Fox for Super Nintendo was like that for me because the game actually runs at like, I think max, it's like capped at 15 frames per second, Yeah, but it goes as low as like 10 in certain <laughs> scenes, and I was like, 
how did anybody ever play this? So I do understand. Like, I think for the most part, if you liked it as a kid, you're probably going to like it still growing up because you have yeah. like, an attachment to it or remember like memories with it. But occasionally, like if a game is jank, it's just it's it remains just, jank. Exactly. All right. And then we have Darren, and this is about Zanuck. I know they're not exactly sequels, but essentially, Gunak for the NES is far and away my favorite shooter on the NES. And Space Megaforce is my favorite SNES shooter. Both are updated versions of Zanuck. I wish they got a shout-out on the show. Should we try them? Uh, I guess I we, should we should try them. Yeah, it seems like we're going to get to Gunak eventually. Yeah. You know, I don't know what episode number that is. It might be the 300s, the 400s. <laughs> but <laughs> It might be in a couple years yeah. from now. But, I, I, you know, I, my love for shmups is growing as we continue to play through this library. So I say, sure, I'll give Space Megaforce a try. Yeah. What, what, space, what system is that? That's a for SNES. Super Nintendo. Okay. Yep. Super a Nintendo SNES. usually... Yeah. Uh, Usually delivers? Yeah, that's a... Uh, by the way, Sean, what you did there, that's a debated topic. A lot of people are like, do you call it the SNES? Do you call it the Super Nintendo? Do you call it the SNES? Apparently, SNES is like the do not say that one. I say them all, I and I like don't I really care. A lot too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one, if you had to, though, out of the three, which one do you go to? I mean, Super Nintendo is what I called it when I was a kid. Um and then, no, I kind of said Super NES. No, it's it's Super Nintendo. Yeah. The reason why I don't say SNES is because... It sounds you gross. You, and you also don't call the <laughs> NES the, the NES. NES. Some people yeah. call it the NES. We, we say NES every day. Oh, NES shoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> NES It's more of a wordplay <laughs> thing, but I see where you're going. Okay. Uh, and uh, last but not least, Jesse Waldeck writes, It was joked about DK being in Punch-Out and relegated to being a spectator, if you remember we talked yes. about that in the arcade version. But it was never brought up that he is the final boss in the Wii version of the game. I think that's oh, I awesome. Didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. I checked it out on YouTube. It's actually really cool. I'll try to link to it. Um, I, I think that that's wonderful, and I always thought Donkey Kong should have a place. I'd like to see someone <laughs> so do like a ROM hack. Is he? He's the final boss, and he's replacing Mike Tyson, or is he after? Well, Mike Tyson's Mr. not in the Wii whatever. version. Yeah. You know, it's uh, keep in mind this is the like right. fully with the motion controls and everything. Right, right, it's not yeah. like, but it's not the, like there's they're Mr. Dream replacing Mike Tyson, and then the final boss. Right, and, right. It is you. Donkey Kong. I would just like to say that as much as you might learn random factoids from us through the show, uh, we can also learn from you because we are not authorities on anything. Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Literally playing these games for the first time. Yeah, you know? that's, the, that's the idea. <laughs> we have questionable backgrounds. None of us are qualified for these positions. Right. <laughs> and no one pays us to do it. So <laughs> it no, actually no works harm, out no pretty foul. evenly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time to get into Side Pocket. It was developed by Data East. Data was, East, remember? Uh, side Pocket? Oh. Yeah. Side and, Pocket. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to put a little music cue in between yeah. Side Pocket <laughs> and this. You probably forgot during the music. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Side Pocket, developed by Data East, first on the arcade in 1986, ported a year later, but also just about a month or so after Lunar Pool. Remember that? We did that episode recently. Oh, I remember. It's a classic. I think it was like episode 75 or 74, uh, Lunar Pool. And uh, we had good feelings about that game yeah. for the most part. It was a pretty competent port of billiards with this added gravity and friction effect. Uh, I think it was just called friction, just actually. Friction, right? yeah. 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 You just adjust the friction on the moon. That's all. Right. <laughs> Can we get some first impressions, starting with Sean? Um, well, since Lunar Pool is the my only point of reference, aside from terrible Flash games from the early aughts, and uh, I guess maybe that... Uh, a couple like PS2 games. This is 
the so lunar pool is the only thing I have reference to. Uh, I don't think that the moment to moment gameplay in this is as good as lunar pool. Um, it's interesting. I like the uh, it's actually set up to be in real life kind of pool. Like you're not on the moon. <laughs> I like that. But uh, that was my first impression. All right, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, my first thought was that this is pool. It, you're, it's just regular pool at first, it seems. Um, and I do agree that physics-wise, before you get into the friction and everything, <laughs> physics-wise, this didn't seem to things didn't seem to react quite as good as they did in Lunar Pool. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it just felt like kind of what you'd expect. Okay. And I think, for me, this opened my eyes to thinking, like, Lunar Pool is more like a um, like a mini golf game with multiple balls to hit. <laughs> and this is actually billiards. I think that that's what I took away from wow. this. I completely forgot that Lunar Pool was mostly just weird shapes. Right, weird shapes <laughs> right. and stuff like that. And this is just like, this is what you see is what you get. You're playing yeah. a billiards game. Uh, and it's kind of funny that in just one month, a new billiard game has become completely available for this system... And I know you guys aren't crazy about it, but I'm going to say I like this one more okay. than, uh, than Lunar Pool. We'll get into so, it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do just that. First, just to get some terminology out of the way, in billiards, does anyone know what English means? It is the uh, oh, you go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm. You seem more confident than uh, me. But <laughs> I was going to say, is that when you put a little spin on, yeah, on it? It's, yeah, it depends. It's where you hit the cue. To give it spin or backspin and all that fun stuff. I had no idea about this before, but it's also a thing in tennis and even like it just refers to a ball in general, I guess, yeah. of when you hit it. So it's even can be done in baseball and it's it was just like I saw it in the manual and it was like English and then <laughs> talked about like a bunch of things that had nothing to do with the English language and I was like, <laughs> Hold up a minute. What are you talking about? Uh, but I do have to give a shout out to the manual because there are several pages of diagrams on how to hit a cue ball, how to use the cushion, how to like pocket balls from different angles. It's it's actually really? incredible See, I didn't that they read. went through this length. I didn't read the manual to this one. Yeah, there's I, there's I very a whole, rarely don't. Uh, yeah, you usually are manual authority. Sam likes to think he is, but you usually <laughs> are the actual manual authority. But it tells you like this is the headrail, this is the foot spot, this is the center spot this is the side pocket like it's like yeah that's that's nice but then it also explains and you'll need this in the game what it means to hit the cue ball if you follow if you draw if you do right or left or if you're just hitting Mm -hmm. from the center which were things that i didn't use that much in the game but we'll talk about that when we get to mechanics i just think that it's really nice for a manual to include not only a bunch of diagrams on how to do it but then lessons on like things to do and then the game follows up with a whole lessons mode right the the manual for this game seems like it could just be a manual for billiards in general it probably yeah, that's was that's... <laughs> and then they just added screenshots yeah. of the game into it yeah. well if you think about it, i mean have any of other sports games dealt with like how to actually play the sport in this much detail or is it I think that when they do it's usually contextualized much stronger within the, the game. game right like oh yeah in football you have to you have to right. get past it the doesn't explain 10 yards, like the, it doesn't, yeah it doesn't explain like the the detailed rules of yeah. football like this is explaining a lot of detail about pool that, yeah exactly yeah uh, so Sean I think you did this for us in the lunar pool episode can you take us through the objective of billiards what do you do <laughs> in a game of billiards 
in general, because there are many different billiards games, uh, you're, the, the objective is to get the colored balls into the little holes in the corners and sides of the billiards table. Um, and you use a stick to do so. Uh, in this game, your stick shoots an imaginary light out, and it tells you what your ball is going to do if you hit it straight on. Um, and then you just go on and so forth until there are none left. That sounds like pool wow. to me. Uh, we better cross-reference that with his first description of pool and make sure it, it all adds up. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, that was pool on the moon. Anything yeah, could have, that's anything true. Could that's have a happened. good point. Theoretically, pool on the moon, if you hit the ball, it just goes on forever. Uh, no. I, I don't know. There's friction. There's friction on the moon. Uh, Sean's also our space guy, so it helps that he's really into like NASA and stuff, so it helps that he's on this podcast for twofolds today. He knows a lot about billiards, and he knows a lot about space. Right. I mean, I guess space on this. If, okay, you were right. If you use if you're on lunar pool and you just set friction to zero, then yeah, it goes on forever. Great, um, and that was a problem because then it never ended. We would have <laughs> yeah. to soft reset the game. Yeah. Before we get into the main modes of side pocket, there is a training mode uh, that kind of gives you like different lessons and practice shots. Did anybody try that at all? I, I tried it briefly, but I did feel like the the so that's where it gives you. A shot to do, you have to attempt the shot first, then it says, no, here's the answer. Oh, I yes, didn't do that. If you, if, yeah. Assuming you don't get it right. Assuming, so which, it, which, trust me, I didn't. <laughs> right. I, I like, I love that part, though. The You kind of glossed over it there for a second, but I love the video replay of showing you, like, no, do it like this. I, I liked it, too, but I wish it, it's Is it that condescending when it does it? No, it's, it's actually very quick. It's like, no, this is the right answer, and it does it. And it's like, wait, just pause it. For, i got to look at what you did for a second. It's it, like, but it helped no. A, it helped a lot because it wasn't like, here's what you do when the ball is, like, three-fourths of the way across from you. It was actually talking about, like, when you should use draw or when you should use follow right. on your cue stick or like okay. how much right. power to apply in a given situation. You're talking about when it sets up a trick shot for you and asks yeah. you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I didn't care for about it though is that it asks you to do the shot first, then it quickly shows you it, but doesn't give you a chance to then try it. It just moves oh. on to the next shot. Right. So I never feel like I get to see if I'm improving or if I'm actually learning from it. I think that yeah, if they'd have if they'd have like bookended it exactly. with attempts, that would have been better. But I do like the here here do your best and then showing you. I think that's a good way to learn. Yeah, yeah. I would have preferred like um, you know a textbook that opens up and then you select like the lesson and then oh, you, right. can just go yeah, back you can try it over and over. Lesson. I thought you were being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the manual again, right? It's practically a textbook. <laughs> Uh, no, I, but I do think that you know having something like that is worth it for a game that's actually trying to simulate billiards uh because if you've you know it's not like baseball or football the rules aren't like apparent to everyone who plays them and you might not know like i don't know in baseball basic strategy is learned to any kid who plays in little league if you're picking up a billiards game there's a chance you don't know how to like hit a ball from the opposite side to go in the corner pocket or something like right. that yeah. based I mean, on an angle i i don't think I don't know, like, what context you you mean that in, though, because the first time I played Madden, I didn't know the rules of football. Like, okay. I, yeah, I, mean, I was like, I was a little kid, and I'm like, uh, my dad watches sports, so I think that you, you can come in blind in any in any genre. Okay, and so it sounds like you did come in blind because you, you passed over the training, right? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I know how like the, a pool table works, but no, no, no yeah, yeah. yeah, I just meant like, do you feel like you actually did improve as you continued to play the game? I'll get to why I didn't, okay. um, but no. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm just saying, like, a Lunar Pool could have used something like this. Yeah. I think. I think any game can use a, a training mode in a in a simulation style environment. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. need a training mode in uh in like a shmup. You know, no. you don't need to learn. Shoot like, this. Here's how to deal right. with shooting these targets. Like, I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. You'll learn that through yeah. gameplay. I do think it is really cool that this is this not this actually would, would be giving you real world knowledge on how to play real <laughs> yeah. pool. Like it's like you know, it's giving you some insight on how to actually unfortunately yeah. though it will never teach me how to hold yeah, the right. two stick <laughs> that's and true, that's yeah. the one thing that i really suck at when it comes to billiards <laughs> all right so let's get into the controls of the game and controls i mean everything about playing this game physics how how to hit the ball st- you know uh styles of hitting the ball and stuff like that so uh, does anybody want to talk through their feelings we don't have to compare to lunar pool right away we can just talk about what we liked and didn't like about the setup i'll start Sure. The the thing that immediately came to mind to me was something I asked for in Lunar Pool, which was to finally get a meter. Remember, oh, yeah. I had talked mm-hmm. about that and how Lunar Pool was kind of missing that, and I would like to have seen that the way it was done in golf. This isn't exactly how I described because there's still how no... do they do it in Lunar Pool? I think well, you just pull back. Yeah, right. You, you just pull a cursor back. Oh, however hard you want to hit it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that now. And yeah. so th- with this one, you actually see like a minimum and maximum force, and you can just let it like slide until you get where you want it to be. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't do anything at all, it will register the smallest hit possible. No, 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 no it keeps going back. Like a, no, oh, it'll keep going back. Yeah. I think. I think I got like a foul one time for whatever you call oh, it. Oh, I. I don't know. I was able to just let it run its course, and it would come back. Okay, eventually. I never <laughs> tested it because I didn't attempt it, because in the other games that I've been trained about swing meters, it's usually that if you let it go back to the beginning, that counts as like a oh, failed yeah, stroke. Maybe, the, and, I don't know. But no, I'm just saying I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I, I really liked the inclusion of this, because this, this is the kind of thing where it does matter, because most people would want to hit with max force, and you immediately learn, like, no, you'll really crush the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, like, nobody ever uses their 100% right. potential when they hit the cue ball into, yeah. like, a ball that's right next to them. That's true. Um, I would say that um, as far as the physics of this game goes, uh, I really don't like it in comparison to uh, Lunar Pool, because... In that one, you were able to customize it to what you felt was how a ball should go f- across the felt or sure. whatever the material is. Um, this game felt sticky. And I don't know if it's just because I don't know if in this game there's less uh, real estate on the screen um, for the actual uh Billiards table? Everything, the balls are definitely smaller yeah. uh, in this game compared to Lunar Pool and stuff like that. I can't say if the actual, like, screen size is, but it does seem like there's a lot of unused real estate for yeah. the actual yeah. billiards because that UI at the top is so chunky. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, I, I don't know if this is what you mean by sticky, but it feels like the ball is, like, trudging through yeah. something. It feels, yeah, everything feels very slow and heavy. There isn't as much uh, momentum as it felt was in the other game. Right. Granted, it's subtle, but we, us having played these so recently, yeah. like back to back, it's, it's very noticeable. Right, and then when you're trying to break the ball, even at the very beginning, you're Just trying don't to break move. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's one usually moves, and you know if you hit it hard enough, it goes into a pocket usually. Yeah. But otherwise. Your your next shot your next shot is usually just like break it again yeah break break everything <laughs> yeah. again and hope that another one goes in because you got a streak of yeah. <laughs> they're worth more points when you continuously get them in and stuff yeah. like that uh, I I guess I didn't feel I guess now that you mentioned it Joe about comparing the two 
Lunar Pool definitely felt lighter, even on its default standard, setting, right. yeah. on its standard setting, which I think was like 60-something out of 255. Something like that. Um, but th- this game overall, to me, just felt like every shot that I tried to do, I usually wanted to keep my power meter like somewhere in the middle if I was confident about the shot I was making. Yeah. Because otherwise, if I went... Too little, it wouldn't it wouldn't, wouldn't reach the ball. It, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't make it to the shot because there's a, I don't know, there's just a very extreme difference yeah. between min and max for what is a relatively small meter. Yeah. So you kind of always want to aim for that halfway point and just hope that like that's just enough power to yeah. get the ball into the pocket. Um, in terms of other things that you can control in this game, and it's a, you know it's my fault I didn't read the manual, but I also like had some temporary blindness and i didn't even see uh the indicator that that showed you where you were going to hit the cue ball so i didn't even know that you could put english on the ball huh so i tried playing this game with direct strikes the entire time and that's why i was so bad well here's why you didn't know about that okay it's it's you know yes the manual would tell you but it's also not that intuitive it's not i I did eventually learn okay but i mean yeah, you have to hold the button down and then... Yeah, so uh, for those of you that know billiards well, uh, there is an, a second objective that you want to hit the balls in order, too. So that means getting the first one in and then number two, number three. Yeah. You won't know by the colors unless you're really like a billiards master. You won't know by the colors which number is which. So when you press B, it reveals the numbers. Mm-hmm. Not a bad touch. I don't really couldn't think of a better way... It also shows it, in the in the top left the color that you should be aiming for. Oh, that's a good yeah. tip. I mm-hmm. did. I didn't notice that. Okay, yeah. that's good. But I did like the you know revealing all the numbers and kind of switching between that mode essentially. Yeah. But another thing is is that if you want to change the English on the ball, you have to uh, while pressing the B button, so holding it down, then you move your cursor around to yeah. change the type of spin you put on the ball. And that I thought was like, can't we just hit like select? To get yeah, like into the into do, the cue yeah. ball mode or something like that. <laughs> like, I also that wasn't apparent to me right away either. It was only when I started watching other videos that I was like, oh, people are like, you know, because follow and and draw I think are the most important ones. The spin left and right is like for people who really know what they're doing, but follow and draw are important to set up your next shot. Mm-hmm. If you're just hitting dead on each time, you're just going to be dead in the water wherever you wound up making the connection with the previous ball. Follow lets you move a little further. Yeah, if you're hitting it directly right. on, yeah. And draw lets you kind of, like, bring it Hold back, that. which mm-hmm. I thought was, like, done really well, the follow and draw system in this game. Maybe they were being too generous, <laughs> considering, like, the amount of skill that they assume the player has, and then <laughs> proceeding to be like, but he just did the perfect draw shot. Like, there's no meter for that. You know, you just say... I'm gonna draw. This is where I'm gonna hit it. <laughs> right. I'm gonna draw all the way down. So that would mean your cursor moves all the way down to the bottom of the queue, and then you perform a perfect draw hit where it immediately spins, and you can see it. There's a little dot on the white cue ball on the screen. You can see it spin, and it's like I don't know anybody who's not a professional billiards yeah. <laughs> player who would be able to pull that off. But again, it's like you know when you're in Madden, it, you yeah. you throw a you throw a deep long ball, and you you can't do you're that. But you press yeah. Y. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you press y. Yeah. yeah, no one's asking for like. I mean, does this happen? You play Madden more than me. Have they ever made it like flick the right? Uh, thumbstick there, to pass. They have included a, a bunch of like gimmick uh, 
gimmick uh, mechanics that make it a little bit more skill based. Where at one point they had a vision cone, so that you had to you had to simulate seeing your open receiver before throwing <laughs> it. And it's uh, I mean they they do it, but I mean I just play on re- the regular. No, style. And I think there's something yeah. to be said about that. There, there's a di- I, maybe I'm asking for too much there, and I don't even know if I necessarily want that. I thought it was just <laughs> funny that like. You hit a ball from a certain direction and it winds up doing nothing, but your your technique was perfect, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is something to be said about, like, simulation versus fun. You know? Exactly. You, you don't want to simulate every single thing. Nobody wants to be as bad at a game in, this, in the yeah. video game version as they are in real life. Yeah, the idea is that it's... it's what is it? Wish fulfillment, right? Yeah, you want to no yeah. be like the badass uh, pool shark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm always thinking of Paul Newman you know? like, from um, that movie with uh, him. Paul and, Newman. Yeah, yeah. him and uh, Tom Cruise in that Martin Scorsese film. Uh, Pool shark. Yeah. yeah. Jaws. I don't know why I can't think of that. Jaws. Yes, yeah. Tom Cruise played the shark. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the shark, yeah, the bull shark. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. At. I didn't notice that. I just walked into that. All right. Uh, so we're making puns here. So before we go into our next segment, I want to make it clear that I'm not crazy. Uh, there is a movie with Scorsese, Tom Cruise, and Paul Newman. That's called The Color of Money. However, there is another Paul Newman billiards film from like 20 years before that, 1961, called The Hustler, and that's with Jackie Gleason who um, he, he he plays the legendary Minnesota Fats. Oh, of and, course. And, no, no, it's <laughs> funny as you're going to laugh for a minute, but there is a real-life pool player who then changed his name to Minnesota Fats based off of the Jackie Gleason character in the movie. He, he Legally? Like, no, not legally. It was oh. like his nickname. Before that, he was like, because he, he grew up in New York City, so I think he was like Bronx Flats, Bronx <laughs> Fats or something like that. Okay. And then he was like, no, I'll be Minnesota Fats. Wow. Yep. <laughs> uh, that won't be the last time you hear about Minnesota Fats. Okay. Just, to, just throwing that out there. talk about pocket game which uh, is how it's referred to on the screen in um side pocket and that is uh for lack of a better word the story mode or as you guys want me to call it the career mode uh, (laughs) of uh of this of this particular game you compete for the world championship you start at like the local city level yeah and you know you just win three games of billiards and then you're competing for the world championship (laughs) it's really all it takes What, what is different about this mode um the structure. I mean, <laughs> what, 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 I'm, I'm setting question? it up. Yeah. I'm setting it up for you. Like, can you tell me what what changes here? What's the what's the biggest change between playing uh, story mode and playing like uh, the the nine ball game? Well, the the context is different in that when you when you win a game, you are treated to um, 
the moment after you win and you immediately seduce a young lady next to you. (laughs) And uh, then she just challenges you to a trick shot and... Then you move on. But if you if you don't do well, she's she's not into it. She's not she, into yeah. it anymore. It depends on your points. Yeah, right. yeah. There's certain times where she will like have a bunch of hearts over yeah. her, and then there's <laughs> other times. Like, oh, you, you know what? Hand. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's true. You need a certain amount there's of points. A hand? Yeah, she, like if you do bad, she does like the. I think she does like the hand in your face, kind of turns her back. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. There, so there's a couple things to set up story mode here. Is that uh, so? Just starting at the very beginning when you're at the city level, it basically says you need to get three thousand one hundred points to move on, which is fairly easy you don't have um all the balls though i think you only have six in in this particular instance so it sets up just the six balls you got to hit them in the order uh and you want to streak them if you don't get two in a row you start to lose lives and once you lose your lives are represented by balls as well and i think you get five and then once you lose all five it's game over and that's just throughout the entire story mode so Mm -hmm. you can regenerate balls uh whether it be from hitting balls into cold i think it's i think i don't know what the what the uh, mechanic is but it's like i would i think of it as a cold shot um but that you don't get to choose you don't get to choose just sort of happens and that's how they portray basically a star will appear in one pocket and that's you're gonna you're gonna do better if you shoot in that pocket but apparently also if you scratch into that pocket you get a really weird like bonus yes really? yeah it depends on which one it is but i think that's the zone star one. yeah i never attempted to just to just like actually scratch my ball on purpose so i never got to see this outside of watching other people play um but that was a it was interesting to learn that yeah yeah ba- basically just so we can get that out of the way if the zone star pops up and you sacrifice uh your cue ball in which will cost you a life yeah uh but essentially it will change the table into a different mode where stars appear in all four corner pockets and then the friction on the table is actually reduced so there is a little bit of a mm, physics interesting. thing and then if you sink the last ball in this mode you get multiple extra lives interesting. so there is like a risk reward yeah, factor to yeah. it personally i would have never tried that uh that would have just caused an early <laughs> yeah. game over for me <laughs> yeah. i was having a hard enough time as it was not with the very first level i will say the city level is nice because there's only six balls and they break enough so yeah. that you can kind of... I, I actually did one time successfully get them all in order, which in I thought order was really cool. In a streak? Not in a streak. Oh, okay. But you do get a lot of points just yeah. for getting the numbers in order, too, which I thought was nice because yeah. there's, like, two different ways to play the game. One would be to get a lot of points by streaking it, going to the next most obvious ball. And then the other one, if you are okay with losing some lives might be to try and just get the numbers in order mm-hmm. so this way you get a bigger streak that way. I think by doing the numbers and just pocketing the balls in general, I actually scored like 7,100 on, wow. the, first, um, on the first table. I think I only got like 5,000 or something. Yeah, I have actually no idea. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Did, you, did the girl kiss you? No. Okay. <laughs> that so you didn't, that you didn't you missed that. score That's enough. why I knew about the hand. <laughs> yeah. And then the trick shots, uh, they do get harder as, as you go up in, in the championship. But the first one is just kind of like, you know, <laughs> there's nothing. It's like hit the ball. Yeah, the ball's like, like right next to the corner pocket, and it's like, can you make the shot? It's, it's like I just little, got six yeah, of those in. Yeah. It's a little patronizing, but I dig it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Also, the trick shot, when there's, there's a certain 
pocket or pockets that it wants you to get. And instead of putting a star in those pockets, it just says no on all the other pockets. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was really funny. <laughs> the pockets that you don't want to do it just says no. I like no. to think of it as, because like, I know that uh, maybe the second trick shot, maybe at the state level, um, there's a bunch of like light bulbs mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. I just like to think that... That that same woman from the cutscene like took out a bag and just like <laughs> threw them on the and on. There. <laughs> this is a tournament setup. Uh, what are you doing? Are, yeah. are we sure the trick shots are the same? Maybe they, they shuffle. I, I feel know. like my light bulb one was later. I don't know. I yeah. don't think they shuffled. No, I I'm pretty confident just because I think for the first two levels that's really like to my extent of how far <laughs> I got in this game. And I kept playing the game a lot. I'll be honest, but I just couldn't get past yeah. that second level. Yeah. Uh, for me, that they kept being the same trick shot. Gotcha. So as you move up in the in the from the city to the state um, to the country to the world championships, the number of balls increases too. And did anybody find that like as they added more balls that made it more challenging or made it like, you know, hey, now I've got more opportunity. <laughs> I think it was harder to do it correctly, whereas you may have inadvertently gotten uh, easier shots. They're not going to be in order, or they're not going to be. Uh, maybe they'll be they'll be uh, streaked, but I don't. I think it's harder to do it in order. Yeah, it's harder to do it like as well as you like as yeah. well as like it's harder to do it perfectly now. But but it's probably probably I would say easier to to randomly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I joked early on in this podcast about how bad I was at breaking um the balls, but did anybody actually like figure out a strategy for that? Because that was the biggest thing for me was that starting with more balls meant that the break wasn't gonna break as nicely yeah. and so yeah. i was going to mostly be dealing with hitting these balls into each other for a while and that caused yeah. me to lose a lot of lives i couldn't really figure out a strategy yeah. i mean the that. only thing that seemed to help a little bit but i don't know if, how much of this is just me expecting it to be better is not hitting it head on and hitting yeah. it like slightly to the left or slightly to the right yeah, like, in, like you would in pool in but. my personal experience i always tried to like hit it a little off center so it's not like so that the whole bracket isn't absorbing all of that power. Right. Um, but I noticed, like, if when I tried to do that, the, the physics were wonky enough that it, they just didn't move at all. Uh, so you need to hit it directly to get the most, like, potential energy out of it. So it was sort of... Uh, this damned if you do, damned if you don't Got it. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And I did... Uh, eventually, I, I put draw onto like full so this way it was all the way down when i was breaking so this way after i hit everything the ball would still kind of go back to where it originally was when it sets up the break for you apart. and then i could break them all again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that sounds like a good enough strategy for me <laughs> so nobody did anybody beat this game World no, championships negative. couldn't get to the worlds. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, what, you did. You did get to country. I did get to country, and then I lost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it gets significantly harder. I mean, yeah. the the point requirements. I think the plus your uh, your lives don't regenerate if you uh, if you don't do you the don't, things the, that give bonuses, you the extra yeah. lives, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't get the bonuses. so I, I ended up at like the country level with like two balls left. So it was uh, it was difficult. Got it. And Joe. I don't remember if I got to country. I don't think I did. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's it. That's the end. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you did or not. Because yeah. You didn't beat I don't the game, think I so. exactly. It gets filed under the many games I did not beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is though, and this is very strange. In the two-player section of this game, there is a complete nine-ball game that you can't play on your own or with a computer. You can only play with a second player. And it follows the rule of nine ball pool, which is the first to shoot in the nine balls wins. But 
player one goes first and continues on their streak until they go two, until they don't make the shot, and then player two follows, and you can score and actually play like best of three or best of yeah. five. And I was like, why can't this mode exist for? I, I think they just don't didn't have a computer AI because there's no computer AI doing anything else, anything, right? Anything. So ever. I guess they just except didn't for like the pre that. not pre rendered, but you know the. Uh, the stock, like here's how you do this shot, right? Right. But those, are, a, but they're entirely situational, so I yeah, understand why. That's true. That's true. Maybe like, yeah, that would have it would have just been perfect every yeah. time. So you would have had to. I mean, we already saw what AI does in a billiards game with Lunar Pool, and that computer didn't know what it was doing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think the problem is is that you're trying to program, especially on an eight bit system, you're trying to program like priority levels of like getting shots in and power and like yeah. where they yeah. are in relation to everything. It's a lot to calculate. Yeah, I think right. that's why like they I mean, leave to, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, they leave it to the player because it's also a lot for the player to calculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we talked about how there's a lot of skill required, but I don't know about you guys, but I do feel like I learned something. Yeah. But it, but the the skill level is still a lot to overcome. I don't know as a kid, if I ever would have purchased this game, just because, I one, I wasn't really into billiards, but also I don't feel like I would know what I was doing. Going back real quick to mm-hmm. uh, the game of Nine Ball, is that the, the diamond shape break? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, is the, what is the game that is, like, you know, you get uh, solids or stripes? Is That's that, like 16, right? Is that 12? Or, oh, uh, I, think it's, I think it's 16. Is it called 16 ball? Yeah. No, I'm it's not, not, but 12. I know what you're talking about. That's the one where, like, if you get the stripes in, you're yeah, stripes, yeah, and then yeah. the 8 ball is last. I think it's called 8 but, ball. Yeah, no, it's called... Okay, maybe it is called 8 ball. Because you have to get the, the, the black 8 ball in last. Yes. Right? Okay. And you have to call and the pocket on that one. Yeah. 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 I just want to play that game. Yeah, that yeah. game. That's like what we all play yeah, all, right. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that one would have been very easy on the system too, because you can identify stripes and solids yeah, yeah, on yeah. this without having to rely on checking out the numbers right. by pressing mm-hmm. the B button. But skills, did did you guys feel like you got better as the game went on? Do you feel like you learned something? Yeah, I think so. I do think that this would be okay. Comparing it to Lunar Pool, yes. a better candidate if you wanted to learn about pool. You you might be a little skewed by the way the physics don't exactly match up to the physics in the yeah. real world, but I think you could learn about like okay this is how you do this shot this is how you do that shot. Um, I, I do think that you this teaches you if that's what you're looking for in yeah. this video game. And I don't I don't know if anybody's looking for that. I, exactly. You know, only, <laughs> the not, only educational game I can remember for this freaking system is Donkey Kong Junior. <laughs> yeah, a Good great game. game, incredible game, incredible game. So before we go into the essential games list, we have to do our sequels and spinoff section. And, uh, you know, of course, for a billiards game, you know, what are you going to get, right? What are you going to get in the sequels and spinoffs? Well, how about Side Pocket for Game Boy? Okay. Okay. Uh, It's a smaller playing field, if you can believe it, than the already (laughs) small playing field. Everything is just monochrome green, so the numbers are always on. Uh, you know, right. like you, you don't get. They a have shift. enough pixel real estate for that. Yeah, they do have. Well, I mean, like they're worse. The numbers, <laughs> <laughs> like they're just little dots. Uh, you know, like, like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I guess like it's really, it's not pretty. Okay, very few um, pixels. But the numbers. physics work the mostly the same way. They're a little simplified. Uh, but they work mostly the same way. So it's actually a pretty competent port if you wanted to take it on the go in 1989. You know, I think that that's or 1990. I think the game came out for Game Boy. But that's pretty cool. 
However, one unique addition to the Game Boy version is the ability to play single player nine ball. Hey. They fit it in the Game Boy version, huh. but they what? couldn't do it well, in Maybe hours? they felt more obligated because unless there's like a link cable uh, ability, nobody's going to be playing two player on the Game Boy. Right. Do they and have one cable, link yes. cable capability? Really? Yes, it has, link, it has the link cable capabilities, and then you can play two player. But you can also play single player nine ball, which was completely missing from our NES port. Wow. So what other sequels and spinoffs could there be, right? How about Side Pocket (laughs) for Super Nintendo? I see where this is going. (laughs) This version features a completely different... um, Basically, it has like revamped graphics, uh, a jazz soundtrack, new sound effects, photorealistic background sceneries during (laughs) gameplay... And even though the main game modes remain identical to the like NES version, there's a, there's a couple of new game modes. This one has five level five levels in the story mode. Instead of doing the city and then building up to the world championships, you have Los Angeles, San Francisco, Las Vegas, New York, and then of course where all the big shots play, Atlantic City <laughs> <laughs> is the final destination instead of Las Vegas. And you know, Mike, I did I did know that because I also know that the uh, that the whole thing that they have with the lady yes. uh, that turns into a full blown dating sim. Okay, well, hold on a minute. You're jump. You're skipping my story. Are you serious right now? You're skipping my story. I was making a joke. <laughs> oh, you were not joking. Um, side fuck? pocket for Super Nintendo also lets you have eight lives instead of five, so that's um, that's good, right? That good. Uh, more lives is better, and you can. Uh, there's also a trick shot mode now instead of just the lessons. You can try um, from 19 different trick shots. You can choose, and then each one has increasing difficulty. So you kind of want to, like, check off that you completed all 19 trick shots. Okay. Okay, now you sound nervous because you found out about Pocket Gal. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. There's no way. In my, I'm the, the, the third party here. There's no way you just brought up the Sean. Just I brought did up not the know about sim. this. I did and not know about this. And you guys didn't I know I thought it would this. be hilarious. It's the perfect segue because we have uh, Pocket Gal, which is the arcade adaptation of the NES version of Side Pocket, released exclusively for Japan in 1987. Of course it is. I... I can't see what's different, though. It's like, why? okay, so is that just Side Pocket, but it's called Pocket Gal? Then what about Pocket Gal 2, which is the English version of Pocket Gal? Okay, so wait a minute. We only ever got Pocket Gal 2? We never got Pocket Gal 1? That was exclusive to Japan? Because then there's Super Pool 3, also Pocket Gal, uh, which removes the stripping. What? Oh, wait a minute. I forgot I forgot to mention in Pocket Gal 1 and Pocket Gal 2, the biggest difference from side pocket is is that women strip as you reveal as you get the balls into the oh pocket. Oh my god. Um thankfully Super Pool 3 got rid of that for us. Uh but yes, Pocket Gal that was 1 released and 2. In, the, in North America. The, this is insane. Yes, this is in North Nintendo America system. Well, no, no. Uh Pocket Gal is just for Japan. And that that had the stripping. But well, Pocket Gal 2, you said Pocket Gal 2 never came to the NES, but oh. it did come to, I guess, like arcades and stuff gotcha. like that. But that's what the English version. <laughs> that's the English version of Pocket Gal 1. It's yeah, just, why is it called why Pocket, is it called Gal, Pocket 2? Gal 2? Nobody would that's recognize that. And then Super Pool 3, also just called Pocket Gal. <laughs> Not Pocket Gal 3. Uh, removes the stripping from the game, but is mostly the same. 
And then in 1992, Pocket Gal Deluxe is um, is released, and that is what the SNES version is based on, uh, the Side Pocket SNES version. Are you guys following along? A little no. bit, yeah. So there's Side Pocket, Side Pocket, Side Pocket, Pocket <laughs> Gal, Pocket Gal 2, Super Pool 3, and now Pocket Gal Deluxe, which is what Side Pocket for SNES is rele- is like based off of. Right, right. And okay, then, and then later, they released Hunipop. Uh, no, later, <laughs> later they released Side Pocket Two. Okay, S- Side Pocket Two, also known as Minnesota Fats. Oh my god! Pool legend on the Genesis. <laughs> Side Pocket Two expands greatly upon the original Side Pocket by adding various pool games, including Eight Ball, the okay. one that you really want to play. Perfect. Straight pool, which I have no I idea what that, what that is. is. Uh, one pocket, I guess, where you just have <laughs> yeah, to like, just one pocket, ha- or yeah. you have to just get it <laughs> yeah. into a specific pocket, and the ability to play against AI-controlled players. So finally, that comes in. There's one big thing I forgot to mention, though. Side Pocket Two does have a story mode where you play as Minnesota Fats. <laughs> okay, and while it is pretty good on the Genesis, it is miles better on the Sega Saturn with a full movie included into the game uh it, it, it's unlike it's unlike anything i when can describe when you say full movie I'm fmv sequences like, yeah stuff. fmv sequences on a Sega Saturn uh where and this is in english where you play as Minnesota Fats trying to work his way through the the system to get to Atlantic City wow. and win the big game but no one has been like I can't. I'll show you guys afterwards. I I, I have to link it in the show notes. Nobody can understand. Ju- this is like night trap levels of bad. Do you guys know what night trap <laughs> yeah, is? That's, of course. Yeah, like this is that level of bad acting. It is unbelievably hysterical. And because it was I on Sega this. Saturn, yeah. no one knew about this. Everybody yeah. probably just thinks about the pixel art version with the uh you know with the text boxes on the genesis yeah. version but then they adapted it into wow. a full story wow. i think that's a bonus for the episode. sega saturn yeah, yeah get our hands a, on a saturn does anybody that's like a let's have play. a saturn yeah nope. that's a let's play episode yeah. i do not have a saturn but if you notice there's a reoccurring theme of like sequel our sequels and spinoff section getting really extreme and odd sequels only on the sega saturn or japanese <laughs> psx you know yeah. like that's that, that's where the, those are like the destination for us. That'll be our next yeah. system that we have to get to. <laughs> forget the Super Nintendo. Forget the Game Boy. Let's just jump right to Saturn. Let's do it. We're not done yet. There's one more. Mm-hmm. Side Pocket 3. Japan only for the Sega Saturn and the PSX. If you can bullet PlayStation 1. I know. If you, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> for the uninformed, they might not know why I'm calling it PSX. If you can believe it, it's actually less advanced than Side Pocket 2 in the sense of like having a full-blown story mode and everything like that. But instead, it has uh it's like a full 3D polygon environment where you can actually like, you know, line up the camera and everything. You can yeah, yeah, use the camera and a free angle and everything like that. But then you can also switch between the two at, at any time. You can choose between like a 2D top-down view or your 3D polygon view. So I I think that's a nice addition. Yeah. It's only available in Japan, so I have no idea what they're saying. I don't know if Minnesota Fats is referenced at all uh, <laughs> from his legendary conquest of Atlantic City in Side Pocket 2. <laughs> but I just thought you guys would really like to know that while Lunar Pool had no future releases, Side Pocket really just continued for a very, very long time. Wow. Um, let's move into the Essential Games list. 
All right, it's time for the essential games list, and we're, the only thing we're going to do different this time is because we have Lunar Pool to compare it to. After you give your vote of whether it's essential or not, I'd also like you to say which one you'd pick if you could only own one, because you have to keep in mind that this is November 30th, 1987, and so Christmas is right around the corner, and you can only ask for one pool game. <laughs> so which one are you going to ask for? And I guess if it was Hanukkah, you could ask for it as well. So I'm sorry for not being inclusive. So now we are. Sean, uh, give me your essential games list vote. You made that much more awkward than I needed to be. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I, need, I still need to, like, get over all of this weird shit you just told me. Um, but now just thinking about Side Pocket as Side Pocket... As I was thinking about it before you told me this whole odyssey, um, it's definitely not essential. Um, I don't think that any billiards game can be, um, except maybe like the Sega Saturn version of the FMV game. Um, so in comparison, I, I've had to think about this like as we've been talking. Um, when I The only thing that I really like about... Uh, uh, lunar pool that's better than this is just the physics engine and everything else seems to go above and beyond in uh inside pocket es- especially like a mini career mode so now that i think about it i think i would prefer side pocket as a as a more uh realistic representation of the game outside of the nitty-gritty uh friction element um so yeah that's that's my take and is it essential? Oh, it's not. You said yeah. no billiards game will ever be. Right. I said, yeah, exactly. Just, just a reminder <laughs> yeah, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. But... For, just a reminder, no billiards game can be essential. Joe? I'm going to echo that. I mean, it, it's going to be tough to get a billiards game on the essential games list. I do not think that this is essential. Uh, plain and simple. I, I, think it's, I don't think anyone's expecting us to vote it essential. As far as my, my pick between the two games, I think I still do stick by... Um, lunar pool and the reason is not only because of the physics which I did like I think the biggest reason is because of the unique and funky tables that you have in lunar pool as much as this does if you're trying to learn pool we did kind of come to that conclusion during this episode that this is probably the better game to 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 be playing like real billiards or or learning how to not even necessarily about learning but about like simulating that but I feel like at least personally I would get bored of this game much more quickly than I would Lunar Pool, where there's zigzagging tables and tables with holes in the middle and, and a bunch of different things where you can kind of like practice and play around. And I just think it's more fun uh, in that sense. So I, I guess it depends on what you want, but I think personally, 100% uh, Lunar Pool. I would like to jump in real quick and just say that uh, um, I agree that you that you should like the game based on what the game is instead of like, it's weird that we jumped to the idea that we're trying to learn pool because none of us are. <laughs> I know I was saying that a little too much. <laughs> no, there, but, but we but, we did all talk yeah, about it. Right. Like I don't I don't play NHL like two K or, or whatever. Two K whatever. Yeah. Because right. I want to learn hockey. Right. Right? But the, the, the learning is maybe not yeah. not what I meant necessarily as much as the simulating real yeah. pool. I, I got gotcha. uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Granted, right. that being said, I do think that the the physics feel a little weirder in this game also. Exactly. Except for the fact that in the other game you could literally adjust the physics. <laughs> <laughs> so I Mike, stop me from talking and No no yeah, I will save you here and <laughs> I you. will say that uh in terms of the essential games list, 
you know, I don't know if another game will get on until we get to Minnesota Fats Pool Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I think we take the old other games off. Man, I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, I need to kind of see that movie in full before I make a decision if a pool game could ever become an essential <laughs> game or not. But of course, I stand by Sean here. I don't, I don't know what it would take for a pool game. I think it would have to do something. There's a game called Pocket Jockey for the 3DS made by Game Freak. And that takes horse racing and actually makes it into a video game where it's less about the horse racing part and more about solitaire. And it's <laughs> and, 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 I'm serious. And it's beautiful. And it's a great video game. And that that's one of my favorite video games, honestly. But Wow. Yeah, but all that aside, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is like I don't think a, a straight adaptation of pool is ever gonna make <laughs> it into adaptation. my into my essential <laughs> games list. I think Lunar Pool was more fun and friendly for the system. And so I think, like, the kid in me would pick that one. Like, it, like oh, my God, pool on the moon. And there's all these different – look at all these crazy layouts. But, you know, if we're being honest, I, I think Side Pocket's the actual winner of the two. It has it has so much more going for it, despite the fact that the physics are like – I don't know. I'd take a little less physics uh, if I got all those other modes with it. Yeah. So – I'm saying that knowing my idiot self, I'd pick the inferior game <laughs> Lunar Pool. But in reality, I think the winner of these two games right now, and who knows, maybe we'll get more billiards games as time goes on. Uh, I think that uh, Side Pocket is the one to play. Okay. All right. And uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. If you love Nostalgia, if you love it, only if you love it. If you like it, just continue on. You could actually probably stop <laughs> playing right now. But if you love nostalgia, just tell somebody, you know, I really love this podcast that I've been listening to, and I think you should listen to it too. And they'll be like, for the last time, <laughs> I told you I don't listen to podcasts. Uh, no. Uh, all truth be told, we only live this, – this whole podcast only rides on the success of you guys. So thank you all always for listening, and we just want to encourage more people to listen. Yeah. So anything you guys can do to help us with that. If you're ever reviewing something on Amazon that's completely unrelated, <laughs> just shout out Nostalgia, you know? Yeah, or if you go to Atlantic City and you play pool, be like, oh my god, this is just like episode blah 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 of Nostalgia where they talked about Side Pocket and I am Minnesota Fats. You know, right? it's, I think that's like how you is would see one of our it. listeners? Minnesota Fats? Undoubtedly. Yeah. He was born in, like, 1913. Uh, what does so that have to do with I, anything? I don't know if he's still <laughs> yeah. around. So he is. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now because we're, like, we're borderline post-show right yeah. now. Um, Rudolph Wanderone, who is uh, Minnesota Fats, he died in 96. Oh. Um, in Nashville, Tennessee, though. All right. Can we dedicate this episode to him? If you didn't, Yeah, sure. But actually, why not? That's beautiful. <laughs> But if you didn't notice, I did call out that he died in Nashville, Tennessee for a reason, okay? Um, Not in Minnesota. Yeah, they wouldn't let him go to Minnesota. <laughs> uh, I guess that you know that really only has to do with the fact that the movie that he was Jackie Gleason and everything like that. Turns out also Rudolph, uh, or Minnesota as most people call him, <laughs> he didn't really have like a prolific like championship career. He didn't have like a lot of championships under his belt as okay. a pool player. But he's very uh, remembered. Nice. He's very remembered he very nice. for being a pool player. Can we actually make sure that he didn't do anything heinous or like hold like object- objectionable? Do you views? consider a rivalry with Willie Moscone to be, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to be heinous? Uh, let's see. I'll look for controversies. Um, age controversies. 
age. He lied about his age. I think like he wasn't born in nineteen. <laughs> that, well, I think maybe that's like a conspiracy thing. Is that like, did he really? Was he really born? Oh, he was born in nineteen thirteen, but sometimes hinted he was born earlier, even as early as nineteen hundred. He hinted at it. Like, what did he say? He was like, I may have been born in nineteen hundred, and then he winks, even as early, and then he died in Nashville, Tennessee. I love that. Like, even as early as like he's given like a range of like you know where he might have been born or when. I, I just like the idea that this was a guy whose name was Rudolph, and he said, "Nah, screw that. I'm from New York. I'm going to be called New York Fats." Then he became Broadway Fats. Then he became Chicago Fats. Then he became Double Smart. <laughs> <laughs> then it became triple smart fats and is, finally minnesota fats. are these names like a big thing for what like, does fats mean in pool i don't know i mean like i thought it was something sort of like a fats domino you know it just it just sounds cool yeah maybe I'm maybe his name like is real huh? i can't figure out anything about this fats thing but but it's like alter jackie gleason was fat so there's a reason why he might have wanted uh, to call maybe. himself Minnesota Fats. Are our aliases like a big pool I mean, thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't maybe I don't think so, but okay, I would say said, yeah. So that's I, was, I would say that you know, like in that era, everybody had a goofy nickname. You know, like yeah, Lou uh, Garrick. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> he named himself after a disease. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh, this is definitely post-show uh, language. So I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and we'll talk to you soon. That there are there's an episode of Family Matters and an episode of Fresh Prince yes. that are exactly yes. the same plot, which both involve the dads of of those two families hustling another hustler into believing that they're not good at pool and then proceeding to like <laughs> rake in all the money. Do they wow. both have the same song too? I don't think they both have the same okay. song, but <laughs> it's just incredible enough that like song. that happened. Because they were also like they they were on competing networks. Uh, wait, what what was Family Matters? Family Family Matters was ABC. ABC. So that yeah, I guess that Fresh Prince was what? Well, I don't know actually. What is Fresh Prince Network? I know it's on like Nick at Night now, but CBC, NBC, NBC. So there you go. So yeah, they were on competing networks. So you know, and they yeah, they were pretty much fighting for you know the the ratings it's also a similar episode of drake and josh that uses the same song yes i think so and i think like you know for what it's worth it's okay when drake and josh do it (laughs) 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 they're just two lovable brothers you know know. uh, there's nothing wrong about that honestly it is a fairly common situation i don't remember the family matters one but i think it was okay for uncle phil I mean, the other guy was hustling Will, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. giving him a taste of his own medicine. Are we just saying, like, whether it's ethical or not to hustle? I'm saying, how many times in your life have you found yourself in that situation where you've been hustled by a pool player, and then your dad comes to <laughs> rescue you and hustles the hustler into a game Yeah, of pool. like three tops. <laughs> yeah. I've had that happen uh, with, like, I, you know, I can't get into it on the podcast. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Rest in peace, Minnesota Fats. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. What's his name? I Sean, do know this. Um, I do know this. <laughs> Avery, right? 
James Avery. James yeah. Avery from the Fresh Prince. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, voice of Shredder. <laughs> what? Voice of Shredder. Voice of Shredder. Oh. Uh, for one particular series. Right. Um, no, I just mean like, oh, yeah, <laughs> really uh, angered him with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be like you know, be like saying rest in peace like for the '80s series though, right? It was the, yeah, 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 for sure, for right. sure. Um, rest in peace, Will Smith. The, uh, it's bound to happen. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what an episode oh my goodness